Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Going bell to bell with the best in professional wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now, let's get to all the exciting pro wrestling action and bring on the host. Here is Mark Hoke. And we return for hour number two of the Mark Hoke Show here on KDON 101.5 FM. The talk of Las Vegas. That's right, kids. A rainy day here in Sin City. Yeah, it does rain in the desert. Believe it or not, it happens. I didn't do it, though. It's not my fault. But we are bringing you the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. And, boy, I'll tell you what should have just been, eh, we're sneaking into the Royal Rumble, let's get ready to roll, has turned into an incredibly newsworthy week. We're going to break it all down for you. Of course, Jose Vellante is off for the weekend because, well, he got old. It's his birthday weekend, and. He's probably in a puddle somewhere. I don't know. He just can't handle it anymore. He's getting too old for it. So I had to I had to call in somebody who's, well, probably better than him, but that's okay. Don't tell Jose I said that. He is the man from, of course, everywhere, 700 WLW in Cincinnati. Of course, SB Nation, Cage Side Seats, Fightful, and ever, wherever the heck else he wants to be. Did I get it all, Rick? Ricky Chino. Uh, I, I'm still at Sports Illustrated, by the way. They didn't. They didn't blow up everybody, apparently. Oh, okay. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, I'm still I was. There. I was scared to say that. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I didn't. I didn't know. Yeah, trust me. No, uh, when that when all that stuff was going on, I'm just sitting here. and I'm like, um, cool. What? Is, I'll just wait till I hear from my editor. Okay, we're fine. All right, business as usual. Well, that's so all. you can follow my Cincinnati Reds coverage this season. On Sports Illustrated. Great. I'm happy to hear it. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> well, Rick, uh, thank you for sitting in with me for this hour. We're excited to have you back on the show. Just uh, a brother from another mother. <laughs> I was going to say, Jose, Jose's getting old. I've, I've been old for a while now. So, you know, I, I can squeeze in anytime you need me to. I, I appreciate it. But, yeah, this has been one heck of a week and man i'll tell you we were just talking with uh brad powers our betting expert of course and uh, and i and i want to by the way i got to put a little bow on that real quick if you are interested in you know placing any bets on wrestling well, you can go on our website com and uh, click on that link to bet online ag we do have a little bonus you can get or if you can bet put in uh if you, you can put in up to a thousand dollars and get five hundred dollars bonus on that just put in the code that's on that banner and bammo. And you so, can So bet online actually you could will take wrestling bets? Yes. They'll just put out the odds that you can actually bet on on the pro wrestling? Yeah. Ooh. I might have a much better chance at that than I have the uh, NFL playoffs so far this year. <laughs> you might. That's, you might. Geez. But my butt on that. I'm sorry, Rick. <laughs> I'm really sorry. But yeah. not really. Not really, but yeah. I'm, I'm not winning. I'll say that much. I'm not Fair winning. enough. But so, but it was funny because we, you know, we just did a segment about, you know, how to bet and, you know, some fundamentals on that. And then we started talking about some of those betting odds, but we were discussing how this injury to Seth Rollins mm. may have thrown the entire 
situation with the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania into complete chaos. So let's just set the stage on what happened. So Seth Rollins was wrestling Jinder Mahal on in this incredibly important match that had to happen on Monday Night Raw. And yeah. he, according to Sean Ross Sapp from Fightful, tore his MCL, which is the ligament that runs on the inside of your knee, and also tore his meniscus, which is, uh, there's there's two meniscuses inside your knee. It's the padding that keeps the bones from touching. And this injury, well, it's interesting because this isn't your ACL. The ACL is the one that kind of runs down the middle and in the yeah. front. That, so that's the big one. That that's the big one, and that's like the only good news out of this situation is that is still intact. Yes. So so it's not a Charlotte Flair situation where he's going to be out nine months to possibly a year or longer. So right. So it all, it all depends on the severity of the MCL and a, and the meniscus injury. Right. So with an M, with an MCL. The longest recovery time on that is 16 weeks, which would obviously be too long. The question is, number one, did he tear this thing all the way? Right. If he didn't tear it all the way, there's a good chance he's going to be able to make it back. With with all the therapies and things that, that can be done, especially with stem cell therapy, that thing can heal pretty quickly. A lot of times recovery time is can be done in about six weeks, which would give him enough time where about we're about ten weeks out that that you can recover from that. The question is, will he? And we're gonna get an announcement on Monday Night Raw tomorrow, apparently, as long as Sean's report is correct. Well, I mean they've and yeah, they've already announced that he's gonna kick off Raw and address his future as World Heavyweight Champion. So WWE has announced that that is happening, which at least shines some validity to to Sean's reporting that uh, there there's something wrong with Seth Rollins. So, without we get to play a little speculation game here, Rick. It's time for everybody's favorite game show, Reckless Speculation. Yeah. What do you think? What? what? Good lord, um, man. So I, too, was doing some uh, doctor Googling and uh, looking at the window that I saw for most MCL meniscus type injuries is anywhere from three to 12 weeks. So even if it's the 12 week window, you can't keep the world heavyweight championship on. him. I mean, you I guess you could. I guess you could do that if you really wanted to. If you wanted to Roman Reigns the heck out of this thing and just say, ah, screw it after wrestling literally until the wheels fell off for Seth Rollins, wrestling every house show and uh, every Monday Night Raw and putting the title on the line against literally anybody, uh, including Jinder Mahal, right? Um, you could just park him on the bench and say, hey, winner of the Royal Rumble faces Seth Rollins at WrestleMania, and that'll be his next match, and, and hope that he gets better. Probably, though, you're not going to do that. Um, and and that it, it all comes down to what do you think you can do with, with Seth Rollins is there because this was a slam dunk main event, right? It was Seth Rollins and it was CM Punk. However, they decided to get there, whether Punk won the Royal rumble or, or not, that's night one main event done, signed, sealed and delivered. That was more of a put it down in pen than the night two main event, which we still don't know if it's going to be Roman rock, Roman Cody, triple threat. Or what are we doing there? We don't know. Seth Rollins and Cody Rowe, excuse me, Seth Rollins and CM Punk. That was slam dunk night one. 
WrestleMania main event. Uh, unless Becky and Rhea, which we'll talk about, got uh, so hot that it just, you know, forced the hand of WWE and they took over that top spot again. Uh, but now that may not be on the table. You may still be able to do Rollins versus CM Punk if he can come back in 12 weeks, but I don't think the World Heavyweight Championship is going to be involved unless CM Punk has it somehow. So, wow, could you do? So here's my thought process on this. Let's just say Rollins has to miss a, a decent chunk of time and he has to drop the World Heavyweight Championship. So what do you do? Luckily for WWE, they have a lot of options. They do. They have a lot of viable options. And the I think the easiest one for me Put the World Heavyweight title on the line inside the Royal Rumble. I think that is wow. the easiest. I wow. think that is the easiest solution is you put the title on the line in the Royal Rumble, and then it comes down to three dudes. Could you imagine the final three being Drew McIntyre, who's been chasing that thing, Cody Rhodes, who's been trying to finish any damn story he could possibly, and then CM Punk is standing up. So you got Punk, you got Drew, you've got um, you've got Cody. And you know what? Yeah, you have Punk win the dang thing. And if you think Seth can get back in time, then all of a sudden Seth is the challenger for CM Punk somehow at WrestleMania. And you could do him, you could do Punk and Drew at Elimination Chamber. If not, maybe you hold off and wait till Seth can come back after WrestleMania, unfortunately. And you do Drew and CM Punk after their face off just a couple weeks back. You can do that at WrestleMania. There's a lot of options that they could go that way. Or they could have Damian Priest cash in. Maybe they completely pivot altogether and they have Sami Zayn win the Royal Rumble. And you could do Zayn and Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania. Wow, they have that's... so many organic over baby faces right now on Raw. You never, ever, 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 ever want to see an injury to somebody like, well, an injury to anybody, but an injury to Seth Rollins, especially ahead of WrestleMania season, where it finally looked like he had his lock sealed and delivered main event match, marquee match against CM Punk. But if there was ever a time in WWE's history to have this, this is a pretty good time because Triple H is, is set up really nice right now. I Here was my thought of what I would probably do because I I think that it's a little, it is a little too risky to keep the title on him. I think there's a good chance he could hang, that he could get back and he'd be okay. And the one thing about an MCL injury is that you can kind of brace up and by that time period, he could probably cover it, especially if he did like a triple threat match or something. But I think I think it's a little too much of a risk. But I think here's the here's the thing, though, real quick on that. And I've heard a lot of people say, oh, well, he's done this before. He's had similar knee injuries. He can get back all the medical you know, advancements that have been made, all of that. And everything you said, 100 percent true. Seth has got a lot of wear and tear. Yep. He's already dealing with a back injury. Right. He's already been dealing with, uh, obviously, knee problems in the past, and he is a heck of a lot older now. Uh, so, you know, the last thing that you want to do, especially if you're Seth Rollins, who, by the way, is on a contract year, uh, the last thing that you want to do is jeopardize your future in the business by coming back too soon yeah. for something like a, a WrestleMania. And then you go out and then guess what? You go out there, your MCL is not up to snuff, and then you tear your ACL. ACL. I, and, I would, then the, and, then the, and then the match, the main event of WrestleMania is Fubard. Basically. Right, right. So if you don't know it, what that stands for, Google it, kids. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. It, it, so as I would say, it, it would be it would be a major risk to do that. I think that what you what the safe way to do this 
would be to take the title off of him and you just make it the main event at Elimination Chamber. And there now, all of a sudden, now you've got a huge main event at Elimination Chamber. And then you have time to see if Seth recovers. You're going to be able to get to March with whoever. And, and if you want to make CM Punk the champion, that's fine. But And, of course, you have other options there, too. But if, if let's say, and even if you don't want to make CM Punk the champ, well, you can end up with a triple threat if Rollins gets back, and if not, so be it. But you would, you'd have that, you'd have a chance to make, you're, you're in a new place in Australia, and you blow that Elimination Chamber main event up, and all of a sudden, now everybody wants to watch Elimination Chamber because you're going to get a new World Heavyweight Champion of what's next. And, and if Seth, if it turns out that Seth's injury isn't as, isn't that bad. Now you can get back to that pretty easily. So I, I think that's the, that if it were me, I think that's the route that I take because it kind of leaves you a path to get Seth back in there. If he's okay. And, you know, plus you could possibly do, you know, you could do something like LA Knight wins that and Damian priest cashes in down there too, and do something crazy like that just to screw around. So, yeah. And and that's the thing with the, the rumble is, and that's the kind of the idea I like with putting the belt on the line inside the Royal Rumble if Seth has to relinquish it is you know you can you can really go with anybody. You can have somebody do it pull off a shock. I mean LA Knight gets pinned by Roman Reigns in you know the 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 match to open up the show for the World Heavyweight Championship or excuse me for the WWE Championship and then he comes out and he wins the World Heavyweight title in the Royal rumble. You could do something like that. You mm-hmm. could pull off a surprise move. You could do the same thing with Orton or you could do the same thing with AJ styles for, for all I'm concerned, just from a, an actual storyline purpose. I think it makes a lot more sense if it is somebody on Monday night raw, if it is somebody like CM punk, because I don't think punk was ever going to win that match against Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. I, I think, really? Rollins was, I don't think he was Wow. because okay. how many times can you do that to Seth where you're like, Hey, we're bringing in this new guy. Uh, we're gonna have you. You work a bunch of matches with him, and you're gonna lose all of them. Like, uh, you know, how many? They did that. You know, he'd had his match with Edge. He did his whole feud with Edge, and they did that. His whole story leading up to WrestleMania is that, you know, when when Cody Rhodes came back, was that you know, nobody can can sniff his jock and this that and the other thing, and he'll beat anybody <laughs> who puts in front of him. And then Cody comes out there and and beats him in his first match back, and then comes back and beats him two more times. Um, I mean, he put over Cesaro at WrestleMania. I mean, there was a streak there where he lost like three or four straight WrestleMania matches. Like, you're really going to have the guy who spent the last decade just defecating all over Seth Rollins and this company any chance that he could get, including on national television? You're going to come back and put him over on your golden boy in the main event of WrestleMania? I don't think so. I don't think Punk was ever going to win that match. Just him winning the Royal Rumble. And then getting that match, that's enough for him, I think. I don't know. I don't want to put words in the guy's mouth. I'm not, I don't know him from Adam. I've never talked to him. Um, I'm hoping he wins the Royal Rumble, so I get to ask him a question in the press conference. But regardless, like, I don't think he was ever going to win that match. So if you have him win it at the Royal Rumble, you have him win the World Heavyweight title, which would be so poetic, almost 10 years to the day that he should have won the Royal Rumble, and he ended up walking out of the company. He comes back in his first official match back with WWE on television and wins the Royal Rumble, wins the World Heavyweight Championship, punches his ticket to the main event of WrestleMania. Then you can have Rollins pull his Messiah miracle comeback and beat CM Punk for the World Heavyweight Championship. And I like this because it gives you enough time where you can have 
CM Punk defend the belt at Elimination Chamber and at least get a successful title defense before dropping it at WrestleMania. Man, interesting possibility. God, that, that, that is just, you know, it's funny, Rick. I, you know, I was just thinking back to about two years ago where we had a barren main event scene in WWE, <laughs> and now here we are. Here we yeah. are. I wouldn't be opposed to having that same exact scenario, by the way, if Rollins, if you don't feel like Rollins can come back, if you're not confident, have Drew McIntyre be the guy who wins the Royal Rumble, wins the World Heavyweight Championship, the guy who is doing arguably the best work of his entire career, and then have him defend the belt against CM Punk at WrestleMania, and then you could have Punk win it there. Or Seth Rollins is just going to walk out and say, I'm good, screw y'all. Let's go. Yeah, and then he'll get cashed in on that game. <laughs> That's exactly what's going to happen. It's either I have to relinquish it, or he's going to do his whole, I'm fine, ha, 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 laugh, this, that, and the other thing. And then Damian Priest actually comes down on him, gives him a chop block, hits him with the briefcase, maybe gives him, you know, Heaven's Gate or whatever the heck his finisher is called and, and pins him and walks away with the World Heavyweight title. And then I don't know what you're doing at that point because, yeah, do yeah. Damian Priest and Drew, do you have Priest immediately just drop it inside Elimination Chamber? Like, I don't, the more I think about it, I don't like the idea of Damian cashing in because I don't think Damian's going to get a very long run if he does cash in. Although right now I don't get the feeling like he's going to be successfully cashing in anyway. So maybe at least that would be a, a little gift to him. But um, I, I like the idea of putting it on in the Royal oh, Rumble. I think man. it just gives you so many more possibilities and it just makes that match somewhat like that's, that's already, you know, big and hyped even that much better. And isn't that what WWE is all about is making things bigger and better. Yeah. Or could have our truth steal the case and win the championship. But you know, that would be, that would be a little too crazy. You know, I want, <laughs> I, there was, this is funny because we're talking about, you know, Drew possibly winning the title here or Damian winning the title here. But when Drew was about to win the championship for the first time against Brock Lesnar, I actually like had a brilliant idea to put the title on our truth. Like in the run up to that, like with Drew McIntyre's assistance, like having him beat Brock Lesnar for the WWE championship. So I've been there before, right? Like I've, I've been there, the idea of let's, let's belt this man for a day and have him get destroyed by, you know, in the, in the title rematch. But like, yeah, I love our truth. Everybody loves our truth. That man deserves, deserves a moment in the sun. Eventually he, he is a national treasure is what that man is. No, you doubt. could do if you, <laughs> our right. truth wins the Royal rumble, but we could do this all day. We, we could, but no, you have Damian Priest cash in. R-Truth doesn't win the Royal Rumble, but you could have this whole story between R-Truth and the Judgment Day lead to Damian Priest defending the World Heavyweight Championship against R-Truth at WrestleMania. You could do that if you really wanted oh, to. Oh, dear God. Wow. Okay. My... I, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. You sit there and you go, what are you talking about? What are you doing? I guarantee you that crowd would be electric for that match. You're right. That crowd would be on their feet because R-Truth is that over. You're right. You're right, Ricky Chino. You I are. Of course well, I am. <laughs> let's take a break, everybody, shall we? Before Rick and I destroy our brains and turn them into pro wrestling mush. Been there, done that, bought the t-shirt. There you go. All right, let's uh, step back, take our first break of hour number two here on the Mark Oak Show here on K-Don. Ricky Chino sitting in for Jose Volante, who is probably mush from his birthday celebration. We've got a whole lot more. We're going to be talking about, well, we got the Pro Wrestling Illustrated Awards, and I saw some funny stuff in there. I did. And, of course, we'd be remiss to not talk about the Rainmaker. Oh, boy. 
The bidding war coming back. 1015 FM K Don. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Here again, your host, Mark Hoke. And we return to the Mark Hoke Show here on KCON 101.5 FM. It is the talk of Las Vegas. We really are. I'm not kidding. One of the top-rated shows on KDON and you know, just having a great old time. So it's talking pro wrestling until we can't stop. Mike, I am Mark Hoke. And Ricky Chino from doing his thing out of Cincinnati, but he's sitting in for our good friend Jose Volante, who aged and apparently did not age well, taking the time off. So, Rick, thanks for joining us on the show. We appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thank, thankfully, um, you know, three hours time difference. So this is the afternoon for me. So, you know, luckily yeah. that worked out that well because me getting up. Me being functioning at like 9 a.m. in the morning is on a weekend, and no, that, that doesn't happen very often. So luckily, thank God for time differences. Yes, no doubt. Well, you know, I almost did it again and didn't get to talk about the ladies' Royal Rumble. And, you know, it seems like everybody's overlooking the women's Royal Rumble match this year. You know, I think I it's, don't know why. I think it's just because the men is so crazy right now. There's so many different possibilities that we're almost forgetting about this. And, Right now, I'm looking at my betonline.ag odds, and here here it is, in case you haven't seen this. So Bailey's a plus 135, Becky's plus 200, Jade Cargill's plus 300, and wow. then we get a big jump to Nia, Raquel, Bianca. And Bianca gets into the 1,000s, and it's kind of ridiculous right. from there. Because so, I actually... so. Shameless plug here. I have a, a Monday column, a weekly column on uh, cagesideseats.com called the Monday Gorilla Position. And I actually broke down the betting odds for for all the ladies and, you know, looked at some candidates this week that I thought were. I, look, you, you know, the you know, the old adage of if a line seems weird, Vegas knows something that you don't. Right. I don't know what they're looking at or, or judging here, but seeing as the fact that Raquel Rodriguez has not even been on television for the last three months, I don't know how she, she's a top five betting favorite at this point. But I looked at some overlooked candidates and, and looked at the betting odds, and I broke all this down this week on cagesideseats.com. I'm going to be doing the same thing for the men's tomorrow. Uh, my column usually hits somewhere around 11 a.m. or uh, or noon on the East Coast time. So uh, if you're waking up on the West Coast, you can check that out first thing with your cup of coffee. But regardless, um, yeah, the, the betting odds have now grown in favor of Bailey because when I did that, her and Becky were almost neck and neck with Jade Cargill right behind them. And now all of a sudden it looks like Bailey has continued to to pull ahead of the pack, which is interesting considering what we got from Becky and Rhea on Monday, which almost made me reconsider putting Becky as the favorite to win the Royal Rumble this year because we're getting that match. Like Becky and Rhea, if especially if Seth can't go or if Seth is not in, uh, capable of, of leading up to the build for whatever his match is going to be at WrestleMania, Becky's going to swoop in and take her husband's main event match Again, <laughs> five years later, because oh, it's going to be Rhea and it's going to be Becky main event night one for the women's world heavyweight championship. Becky Lynch has already sold me on that. There's nobody who sells a match arguably better than in pro wrestling than Becky Lynch. And she laid it out all on the line. You're great, Rhea. I'm great. I'm better at this. You're better at that. I think you might be better overall, but I need to prove you're not. And then you had mommy just looks dead at her and say, the only person who hopes who hopes 
that you win the Royal Rumble more than you is me. Rhea wants the match. Becky wants the match. The people want the match. That's happening. The only question is, will Becky Lynch win the Royal Rumble, make history again, which is like making a cup of coffee for her at this point, become the first ever woman to win two times, or do they go with Bailey, who is also right now, at least in storyline, gunning for Rhea Ripley, but that match that Bailey's going to get is probably going to be against her protege in Sky. So right. it's going to be interesting to see how how they get there. Because from what I'm watching on television, two weeks ago on SmackDown, Dakota Kai basically told Bailey, you have to do this on your own. We're not going to help you. Almost like Bailey's being tested. Yeah. So it's like so, yeah, it I... feels like she's being tested to see either win the Royal Rumble or you're not in damage control anymore. Like we've outgrown you. We don't need you kind of a thing. So go out there and prove that you can actually provide something valuable in the way of wins and losses to the group. That's the story that I'm seeing unfold, which makes me think, well, Bailey's not going to win the Royal Rumble. She's either going to, she's either going to lose, right. Or she's going to think that she's won it. And then she doesn't, she makes a, a, a rookie mistake when she shouldn't, when she's a veteran. And she gets tossed out, and you know, ultimately Becky maybe ends up winning or something like that. But I do think right now it's a two horse race. I I just don't see. I just unless they do the, you know, the whole Randy Orton thing, evolution style, where Bailey wins the Royal Rumble, Damage Control's out there celebrating with her, and then EO just gives the you know execute Order sixty six signal, yeah, and they just and they take her out, which wouldn't make any sense considering, like. They want her to go unless they want her to go out there and fail. I don't know. Like, it, it's so interesting to me to see what the story ends up being there. But I do think our two matches are going to be Bailey versus EO and Becky versus Rhea for the women's titles anyway. Um, it's just the two big questions are, how do we get there? And then, oh, yeah, what do you do with Bianca Belair? Yeah, that's that's another question. And, I, and I'm certainly hoping we don't rush to get to Bianca and Jade Cargill. I, that. That match cannot get rushed, and if Jade isn't ready to do it, don't do it. And I and and you've got to be they've got to be tempted to put that together, but I wouldn't touch that until Jade's ready to wrestle that match, and she's she's not there, she's not. So I I, I would I, do I it. think I think Jade is going to be in the Royal Rumble. I think she is going to come out there at a point where the ring is full and chuck a bunch and of people. She's going to clean house that is a match where she can show up look like the absolute star that she is because that's just what she carries with her she has that confidence that presence uh i mean obviously she looks good as well don't need me to say that but she goes out there and this is a match where she can look impressive she can look dominant and hide any deficiencies in her game that still has because it's a battle royal right like it's a lot of punching it's a lot of kicking and it's chucking people over the ro- top rope and she can still go out there. She can look dominant. Her cardio's got to be good, right? Like, she can go out there and last a long time in this match and finish in the top two or three and maybe get dumped by somebody in NXT for her to show. Whoever dumps her out can be, like, her first, you know, rival. Right. What they want to do, Bianca Belair, I don't know if that's the direction they end up going. To me, it would make more sense. Bianca needs a new rival. Badly, badly, which is why I don't think she's going to win the Royal Rumble because unless she's going to be the one that challenges Rhea, which does not look likely considering the 
showdown that we got between Becky and Rhea on Monday. So this rivalry between Bianca and Damage Control, you can't extend that out another three months to WrestleMania. At that point, there's going to be so much fatigue behind this from people who are fans of these ladies. Like yeah. We've seen Bianca beat Bailey like nine times on television within the last two years. Yeah, we've it's seen done. her beat EO before. We have seen, heck, Kyrie's first match she lost to, to freaking Bianca Bax, right? So it's like we've seen this. We've been there. We've done that. We need a new opponent for Bianca. And that's where I think somebody like a Trinity, and yes, I would bring her back as Trinity, um, makes a lot of sense here. Well, makes a lot of sense for multiple reasons. You know, and there's there's one factor that I'm I'm still curious about. I, mean, I was at the TNA uh, Hard to Kill and the, the Snake Eyes tapings this last weekend, and Mercedes was there with Bailey, and I, I know the yeah. three of them, you know, with Trinity are really good friends, and you know, everybody is saying it's a done deal. You know, Mercedes is going to AEW. But, you know, there's just something in my gut that is telling me that she's going back to WWE. And I, I, I don't know what it is, but it, 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 I don't know. It just doesn't seem like the fit to me. You know what I mean? I, I mean, Mercedes would go into AEW and be the star of the division. But I don't know. It just, you know, it's like, it doesn't seem like home. You know what I mean? You know what it is? It's, yeah. And, and they're, they're all such good friends. It, it, it really doesn't feel like her going there would be the right thing to do, you know, with all of them being so tight and, you know, she's, it, it's not her thing. I, I don't know. And, and for her to show up at the Royal Rumble too would be, it would just be amazing, you know, for her, that to be her comeback. And if Trinity and if she showed up, up to, wow. If she shows up, she's winning. Like, signed, sealed, and delivered. It's, it's, it's happening. And then you could somehow put the title on Bailey at Elimination Chamber, and then you can do Sasha and Bailey at, at WrestleMania, right? Like, that's, that would be the match that I would go with. But uh, especially if Mercedes is the one who dumps, dumps Bailey to the outside in that match, somehow you've got to get around to doing that. Um, and maybe you could have a story here where, you know, it's EO defending the title inside of Elimination Chamber and Bailey is the one who is in there like, don't worry, I got your back. I'm going to protect you. And then she accidentally causes EO to get eliminated and then goes on to win the match and win the title. Oh, that creates a whole <laughs> bunch of different angles that, that you could do. But ultimately, and again, I don't know Mercedes. I've never talked to Mercedes, but everything that I've read about her, everything that she tell that, you know, she presents about herself. Uh, she is all about respect and and getting what she believes that she is worth. And if, you know, WWE doesn't meet her on any of those levels, if she feels like, you know, they're not going to showcase her in the way that she thinks that she should be, if she's not, if they're not going to meet her dollar figure, I, I think that's the most important thing to her is for WWE especially after the exit that she had when her and Naomi walked out because she didn't feel like she was being, you know, appreciated and utilized to what her star power is. And then she went out and with new Japan and showed exactly what that star power is. I mean, I'll never forget the fact that she was in a freaking star Wars show and they barely even mentioned it on television. Like, what are you doing there? Yeah. Um, but regardless, like, it's just, it's one of those things where if, WWE meets her on her figure and says, yes, you are 
as good as you say you are, and we're going to give you the the Cody Rhodes CM Punk welcome back. Here's your WrestleMania main event against Bailey. If they do that, she'll sign on the dotted line. If they don't, she won't. She'll go to AEW, which is why I think, and I I agree with you in the sense that I still feel like she could show up in WWE, and I'm going to have that feeling in the pit of my stomach until she shows up in AEW. Because until there's a, a pen on the dotted line of the contract and she shows up on TNT or TBS, it hasn't happened yet. Right. It's not done. It's not across the goal line. Don't count your chickens before they hatch. So, yeah, I still think there's a possibility. I don't think it's a huge possibility. Uh, and maybe she is just sitting there waiting until the last minute until WWE says, all right, we'll meet your price. Come on in. Yeah, because it, it just... It just seems to me that, you know, if you're playing the best for business game, the best for business is don't let her go to AEW. Don't. You know, you're you're opening the door to, hey, I'm over here. Now you come over here with me and you come over here with me and you come over here with me. You know, I, I if it were me, I wouldn't I would let that that possibility take place. I would try to keep. AEW's women's division where it is and keep my women's division super strong and leave it at that. You know, yeah. don't. the one person I would feel bad for in that situation is Trinity. If Trinity shows up and she's supposed to be the big return, it'd be like Adam Cole and Brian Danielson. Like, oh yeah, hey, Adam, did you see Adam Cole showed up? Yeah, who cares? Brian Danielson showed up in AEW, man. Yeah. Like, it would feel like that over again where it's like, hey, Trinity's back. Oh, this is so awesome. Holy crap, it's Mercedes. And then, you know, everybody forgets about Trinity. But I think, if anything, Trinity proved that she is a main event competitor in her own right with her run in TNA. And I hope that she gets that kind of that kind of push when she comes back. And I'm really hoping that when she does come back, she is back as Trinity. The 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 when you bring her back at the Royal Rumble, you can do the whole glow thing, bring it to the floor, let the whole crowd there at uh, Tropicana Field lose their dang mind and dance along with her. Do it one time. That's great. Then the next time we see her better be on SmackDown where she is taking out Bianca Belair and joining the bloodline. Like, Thank exact, you. Thank exact, you. Because if there's anybody, anybody who can get Jimmy Uso to quit acting like a total fool and get his you-know-what together Thank you. for a match with Jay Uso at WrestleMania, it's his wife. That's where what she I... just shows up and says, what the heck have you been doing while I've been gone. Oh, my God. You know, it's funny. I, I Joe Pearl agreed with me on that. Stu Myrick did not. So now we're winning. It's what official. Are you, what, are, what, are, what are you smoking, Stu? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know who Stu is. You should know Stu. Should I know Stu? You should know Stu. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Stu. Yeah. Never mind. I know Stu. Another oh. Vegas boy, right? No, right, no. He's from down in Austin. That's right. Okay. Yeah. I met him at me. I'm, there was a lot of dudes I met yeah. at WrestleMania week. But, that's okay. So we're all agreed that Trinity should be in the bloodline. There we go. Oh, she should have been before they. I agree. Before she walked out. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, I don't. That was a. That was. But a, if there's if there's one thing that Triple H will do, now that he's in firm control of creative, if it's low hanging fruit, if it's something that makes a ton of sense, and if it's like a, a slam dunk thing that the fans want that makes a ton of sense, he'll do it. Yeah, he'll do it. Sometimes it may take him a little while to get there, like giving Pete Dunn his name back, right? Um, other times it won't. Like when his first night on the job was SummerSlam 2022 in Nashville, and immediately he's like, okay, Becky Lynch is a baby face, Ronda Rousey's a heel. That should have happened months ago. Okay, let's fix that, and we're good to go. 
he'll do stuff like that. There you go. All right. Well, we've got to take one more break and we got a couple more stories we got to get to. So we are having a great time here on the Mark Hoke show. Ricky Chino sitting in for Jose Volante for me today. And I'm Mark Hoke. We're got the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment having a blast here on a terrific Sunday morning here in Las Vegas. A little drippy, but otherwise pretty cool. So stick around. We've got a whole lot more to bring you on the eve of the Royal Rumble. Oh, it's WWE time. That's that season. We gotta love it. Stick around, everybody. We've got a whole lot more to wrap up the show when we come back. We'll be right back here on KDOG, 101.5 FM, Talk of Las Vegas. 101.5 FM, KDOG. You're listening to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Vegas, The Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Now, here again is Mark Hoke. One more time here on the Mark Oak Show on KDON 101.5 FM. The talk of Las Vegas. Ricky Chino sitting in with me today. Doing a little East Coast blend. Of course, from Cincinnati. Sitting in with us. He's got the candle, the lantern burning in the background. Still got that creepy little fiend doll hanging out. And it Always. scares right. me if I see it. I just have nightmares. But it's okay. God, so many collectibles back there. It's scary. Next time you get out to Las Vegas, Rick, you got to hang out in our studio. Okay. Yeah, we get some fun stuff in here. But um, now I want I want to take a minute or two on this real quick because I want to make sure we get to the PWI awards. But of uh, course, the Rainmaker has left New Japan, and he is a free agent. Okada is now going to be getting paid a lot of money by somebody. Will that somebody be WWE or AEW? God, I genuinely have no clue. I have no clue because I have no clue what Okada wants, right? Does he want to go out there and make the biggest bag possible and be presented on the best stage imaginable? If that's the case, then he's going to sign at WWE and he's going to be in a marquee match at, at WrestleMania versus somebody. Whether it's, I mean, heck, if you're going to do Rock versus Roman, to Cody Rhodes versus Okada at, at WrestleMania if you really wanted to. Or you could do, if if uh, Rollins isn't going to be there, you could do Okada versus CM Punk for the World Heavyweight Championship. Like, there's, there's so oh. many different things that you could do with him. Heck, even if it's just something as simple as, hey, okay, let, let, let's have the rubber match. Let's do Big Bronson Reed versus Okada at WrestleMania and get let that big man shine on the stage just like they those two tore it down over uh, in Japan, right? Like, there's... You could present him as such a big star, and you know Triple H will will use him correctly. Or does he want to go and and work with you know a bunch of people that he's worked with before, and it's an environment that he might be a little bit more comfortable in. It's also an environment where he would not have to move to the United States if he doesn't want to, uh, and sign an AEW. If that's the case, that's where he'll go uh, because typically they don't make a whole lot of exceptions if you work for wwe you gotta live stateside yeah or at least in canada right so i don't know if he'll do that i i genuinely don't know uh it's gonna be interesting to see which one he chooses though yeah and i'm curious if wwe fans really know who okada is the the casual ones i i guarantee yeah. you at least a bigger percentage of aew's audience is, is going to know right they're they're gonna know who okada is so yeah we'll see how that goes but 
it it's something to watch. And if you if you have not seen Okada or not aware of Okada, get aware because he's going to be on your TV screens a lot very soon. Uh, Same with Julia, by the way. I'm sorry. Same with Julia. By oh, the way. yeah, she's going to be around too. The PWI awards came out fast rundown, and then we're going to talk about a couple things that came up with this. Wrestler of the year is Seth Rollins. Okay. I don't have a problem with that. Rhea Ripley wins woman of the year. Faction of the year is the judgment day. Tag team of the year is FTR. Match of the year was the Rhea Ripley Charlotte Flair match at WrestleMania. Inspirational wrestler of the year is Mark Briscoe. Comeback of the year is Trinity. LA Knight wins most improved wrestler of the year. Uh, Saul Ruka wins the rookie of the year award. Indie wrestler of the year is Matt Cardona. Feud of the year is Sami Zayn versus the bloodline. Most hated wrestler of the year is Dominic Mysterio. Most popular wrestler of the year is Cody Rhodes. Well, the first one, the wrestler of the year, kind of struck me a little bit because you kind of would have thought that two of the guys that had the world championships all year long, Roman Reigns, MJF, and neither of them get it. The fans said, we want Seth. Yeah. I was a little surprised. I was a little surprised in uh, that balloting. Um, It went Seth, Gunther, Will Ospreay, MJF. Roman wasn't even top four. Well, well, it's wrestler of the year, right? And I think people, especially those who are going to vote for PWI, they're going to take that to heart. It's not superstar of the year, right? It's it's wrestler of the year. Uh, I'm honestly surprised, if anything, that Will Ospreay or you know uh, Brian Danielson didn't get that for the for the quality of matches that they have been having. Seth's been on a heater though. Like Seth's been on a Seth has been a pillar until quite recently. Seth has been a pillar of consistency. And he goes out there, he always puts on quality matches. He makes whatever uh WWE hands him work. Uh he's great on the microphone. He can he can play he wear many different hats. You need him to be a clown, he'll go out there and be a clown. You need him to be a killer, he'll go out there and he'll be a killer. Like he is a pro's pro. So I don't have a problem with giving it to Seth Rollins. Am I a little Surprised that he got it over some of those other uh, technical, you know, geniuses. Yeah, a little bit, but not much. It's not egregious to me by any stretch of the imagination. No, I didn't think so. One thing that struck me here on the most hated wrestlers of the year, and I am not surprised that Dominic won this. Oh, absolutely deserved it. But here were your top four, and and number four was the shocker to me. Okay. It was Dominic and Christian Cage. Sure. Not a surprise there. Roman Reigns was third. Number okay. four was CM Punk. Oh, I get that. I totally get I that. I get it. But I was I was surprised to see him that you know finishing in the oh, top the, four. The only, re- the only reason he didn't win that category is because the other fifty percent of wrestling fans love him. Like it's it's literally there are no like very rarely will you find somebody who is a wrestling fan or a wrestling analyst, or this, that, or the other thing. Anybody who is in the professional wrestling world deep, there's nobody that's indifferent to CM Punk. No. You either love him or you hate him. But either way, you are invested in him. And he has so many fans. That's why he didn't win that category. But he also has so many people who want to see him get hit by a bus. So (laughs) I, I I get that. Yeah, did you did, were there, was there anything else in there that you thought was you were a little surprised about like match of the year or anything like that? Uh, match of the year, yeah, because um, those those Osprey Omega matches were 
incredible, both of them. They were absolutely, I, I, I hate this term, five-star classes, right? They, they were. They were six, seven-star classes. They were great. Um, I'm, not, I'm not mad at the women getting some love because that Charlotte-Rhea Ripley match at WrestleMania was spectacular. It was, my memory, by the way, is not great. It takes something truly great to stick in my mind to where I remember it two days later, let alone several days and months and, and years later. Uh, that was one of them. That match was absolutely incredible. I was on pins and needles throughout the entire match thinking that they were going to put Charlotte over again. And they finally gave it to, to Rhea, there, Rhea there in the end. And she got her moment and she's had a great uh, run as a women's world heavyweight champion. Um but I'm a, I'm a little surprised that that match won out over Omega and uh, Osprey because that's the match, either one or two, that's been sweeping all the awards. So I was a little surprised there, but I ain't mad at it. No, I'm not either. I, you know, and I, you know, the Danielson Zack Saber match was one that I remember pretty well too. That was a pretty awesome match too. But yeah, and was, honestly, honestly, I wouldn't even say that. Uh, and this is just personal preference. And it's real quick. Even, 10 seconds. Yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't even say Rhea and Charlotte was my favorite women's match of the year. My favorite women's match of the year was Becky and Trish inside of Steel Cage. Yeah, that was a really good one, too. Rick, I got to thank you for stepping in. I'll tell you what, I could no do problem. this with you for 10 hours. But, I'm for hire. But we. <laughs> <laughs> I can be bought. Oh, we'll work on that, buddy. We'll work on it. <laughs> All right. But. Thank you for coming on. Uh, real quick, where can everybody find you, my friend? Just follow me on Twitter at Rick Uccino, R-I-C-K-U-C-C-H-I-N-O. A pleasure, an honor, as per usual, for joining me yeah. on the Mark Hoke Show. Awesome. I appreciate you stepping in and helping out. Yep. Always a great time. Oh, Royal Rumble, baby. Here we go. I got a 13-hour drive ahead of me on Tuesday. Let's go. <laughs> All right. And that's going to do it for us on the Mark Hoke Show here on KDON 101.5 FM, the talk of Las Vegas. Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show, Facebook, the Mark Hoke Show, MarkHokeShow.com. I think you get the idea. Mark Hoke Show. It's simple. Download what the Odyssey. Name again? Yeah, Ricky Chino. Unbelievable. <laughs> we'll see you next week as we'll be breaking down the Royal Rumble for you. We'll see you next time on KDON. Have a great day, Las Vegas. Want more of The Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. Like us on Facebook at The Mark Hoke Show. And visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show and download our podcasts at MarkHokeShow.Podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So join The Mark Hoke Show family today, and thanks for listening.